Hey guys, real quick before we start this episode, if you find yourself enjoying what you're listening to and you would like to support this content further, you can follow the link to Heather's Patreon and become a patron to get exclusive content, extra episodes, and unseen footage. And as always, thank you for listening to this podcast, and we hope you love today's episode. Welcome, welcome to Midlife Revolution. This is Heather Anna, Heather Hamrick, aka Proper Fangirl, who is fangirling so hard this week. Now I'm recording this a little early. For those of you that are Patreon patrons, you already know this is coming out on the 30th of January. But for those of you that are getting this on all other platforms, well, you're getting this the week of Valentine's Day. So you're going to have to forgive me because I got to give a little shout out to my boo, to my bae. Harry Styles' birthday is this week, and she is headed to Palm Springs to see him. So basically, we're just going to have to pretend at the end of this episode that I've already been. It was so amazing, and then I made it to both shows, and it was incredible, and we loved it. But until then, his birthday is is this week. He's going to be a whopping 29. Do you guys remember when you turned 29? Some of you aren't 29. I remember turning 29. It was good. I was divorced. I had two little kids. There was a lot going on, but I'd met a new guy. That was fun. We were having a lot of fun together. Anyway, that's not what today's episode is about. Well, it could be a little bit about finding new love when I was 29. Um, but that love is over now, and I'm not currently finding love. However, I have an update on that, and I'm going to share it with you today. All right, guys, are you ready for this episode? Are you ready for this week? I mean, if this is the week of Valentine's Day and you're feeling some kind of way, just stop. Don't do that. Don't be that person. I hate Valentine's Day. It's the absolute worst. Don't do that. You just sound bitter. Bitter Betty. Just go ahead and get yourself some candies or go to the movies or do something fun. Come on. Don't be ridiculous. Anyway, I love you. I think that today's episode is very chill. You can do whatever you'd like to do with it. If you are feeling a little bit on the tired side, it could put you down for a complete and total nap. I'm not going to lie. I really got into my super dreamy emotional feelings in this particular episode. But guess what I was talking about? Love. Yeah. So I hope you're ready for a super sappy episode of Midlife Revolution. I wasn't sure if I was really going to go down this road and talk about this particular subject, the lovely but disgustingly horrible idea of love. (laughs) I think you can only say that clearly when you're in your mid-40s, after you've had two giant relationships that failed miserably, and then you just go, ick, ew. And that's certainly how I felt for a very long time. But when I was young, when I was a when I was a teenager, I just imagined someone like looking at me and thinking I was the greatest thing since sliced bread. And like, they really wanted to date me and it was going to be so fun. And then when we started dating, all I could imagine was was when they proposed and they were going to give me a sparkly ring and I was going to get to wear it and I was going to get to tell everybody that I was theirs, their fiance, their fiance. Hi, I'm so-and-so's fiancé. Not girlfriend, because that wasn't fun at all, but fiancé. And then even better, I'm so-and-so's wife. Well, now that I have been a wife and a girlfriend and a fiancé, I can safely say, uh, yeah, they all have their perks. 
they all have their moments. But single ain't bad either. And since I've been single for several years now, when I think back how many years it's been that I've been single truly, um, technically it's been five years, but I would really only say in the last two years have I really been completely separated from any idea of dating. So single and not dating. And I have said things like, I have no interest in dating. I, no, absolutely not. I don't care if I ever fall in love again. I don't care if anybody ever talks to me again. I don't think I could handle it. It sounds like too much trouble. I don't want to be bothered. I've said a whole host of things. And recently, some stuff has come up. I found myself doing a little bit of flirting here and there, hither and yawn. And I think, huh, what were you just doing there? What was that? And I feel like this little tickle, this little sparkle. And I think, hmm, do I have that in me still? And do I have interest in finding out all the quirks and details of another human? Well, I mean, I do, because I like all the quirks and details of people in general. That is kind of my thing. But the idea of making myself vulnerable again. This takes me back to the tattoo that I have on my right forearm. Love is only for the brave, which I stole from Louis Tomlinson when he was talking about his song called Only the Brave. And if you think about it, to be truly vulnerable, right? To be truly vulnerable and to fall in love and to place your hopes and your dreams and your future and rest it in the hands of another. I mean, you must be brave, but you don't feel like you're being brave. I mean, you literally are like, it's going to be the best and we're going to be together forever because I love you so much. And you would think that after two really big major fails, I mean, for all intents and purposes, that I would be like, you know, it doesn't work. I'm like, well, it could work again. And here's the stuff that I think about. I think about the things that they did, the partners that I had, and the really beautiful things that they did for me. It didn't ultimately work out. And surely there were things that were mm, unpleasant, unkind, all those things. But I thought I'd share a couple of things that were done for me in those relationships that I look back on with such fondness that I can't help but smile when I think of them. So the first one that I'm going to share is with my most recent ex. And I think if he was asked, he would say that the most romantic thing that he ever did for me was our first Valentine's Day together, where he stuck into my house, left me flowers and a stuffed bear that said princess on it uh, outside of my room. So it would be the first thing that I saw that morning and how I went to his house that night and he made me dinner and how he had candles and rose petals. And it was a whole event he would probably tell you that was the thing. Or maybe it was the time that we went on a five-mile hike in February in the freezing cold. And when we got there, he had in the bottom of his backpack that he carried the five miles was a box of chocolates and a card, because the card is the most important thing to me. No, it's not that. It's it's funnier than that. Uh, Two little things. Um, I don't think it was on the same trip at all, but they both had to do with camping. 
One of them was probably the coldest camping trip that we had ever taken. I think I recall checking the temperature somehow. It was 26 degrees when we woke up that morning. But the night before, he had brought me these giant overalls that were like padded. I look like the Michelin man. It was not really attractive. But his goal was to keep me comfortable. That was always his goal for every camping trip because I really am more of an indoor girl. But if you make me comfortable... And if I get to spend quality time with just you, I'm in. So he talked me into doing it. And we were with also another friend and I'm in this Michelin suit and I'm sitting there and I have some kind of circulation problem. My ass doesn't get warm. It's just freezing cold. Like he would take his warm hands in the fire and stick them in the back of my pants on both of my fanny butt cheeks, butt cheeks to warm them. And I would just be ice cold. And so he came up with this idea to take a flat rock and heat it up by the fire. And because I had on this puffy Michelin suit, I could sit on it and then it would warm my hiney. (laughs) He called it the heated ass rock. (laughs) And I remember it so well and so adoringly, like just the silliness of it but how thoughtful it was. Like, what? why do you care about my comfortability to the point where you're worried about my butt cheeks in this suit that you brought me? There was another time where, uh, same trip where he brought the Valentine's uh, candies and card and he wanted to give me a flower and he didn't bring any flowers, but there was a rhododendron, um, which is kind of a bushy plant that has blooms on it, but it's, it's very woodsy, branchy. And he just, <laughs> it's probably against some kind of forest coat or whatever, but he just ripped a whole branch off from me. I mean, it was like half the size of me. And he was like, here are your flowers. And it was like that kind of stuff. Not the rose petals or the candlelight or the space or the special meal or a fancy place. It was those little things. My first husband, our first Valentine's day, I told him that my favorite flower was a tulip. Now I don't know why I said this because they're terrible to put in a vase And they're not always easy to find. And so he got me a little potted, (laughs) a little potted tulips. I think they were yellow tulips. And I was like, oh, (laughs) okay. And he made us a very fancy dinner because I think he forgot to do the dinner reservations ahead of time. And he made me a chocolate cake. And the frosting was a Martha Stewart frosting, and it was called Seven Minute Frosting. And it was marshmallow fluff, basically, (laughs) on the outside of this chocolate cake. And he made me duck. And he didn't know this at the time, but I don't really like dark meat. And that's pretty much all that duck is. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I think about those kind of things and the effort and the thought that went into them. And I think, God, it's fun. I remember talking on the phone for hours. I remember sitting and gazing into each other's eyes. And I think, this is lovely. You know, the whole process of falling in love is just intoxicating. And after I left my ex, I thought, 
I won't do this again. I won't make myself that vulnerable again. I won't put myself out there again. I just don't think I could take it. But it's kind of like one of those things like having a baby. Uh, If you've ever had a baby, you will know, especially if you had more than one, that you have a tendency to forget what it was really like to be pregnant and what it was really like to give birth. Because somehow you do it again. And then you get down six months in and you're like, this is not cute anymore. And then you realize about eight months in that you're going to have to give birth to that blessed little babe that is in your belly. And you think, oh, dear God, what have I done again? (laughs) But you kind of forget. You kind of forget about how much it hurts. I mean, it's only a day, a day out of your whole life. I have four of those days. I remember them well. But I thought I could never get over the hurt from this last breakup. I thought I just, I won't recover from this. But like I said, recently, I've just been feeling kind of, kind of cute, kind of flirting, kind of, hmm. I don't have any prospects ahead of me, but, and I'm not saying that I'm going to get on a dating app or make any kind of concerted effort. However, I have been saying things like, I don't even think the door is even slightly ajar. I'll say this. I I think that I've decided that I'd like to open the door to possibility, to meeting someone, to talking to them, to becoming close, to being transparent, to being clear and kind. Yes, I think I'm open to that. This episode comes out right before Valentine's Day. And I know a lot of you have strong feelings about Valentine's Day. And I'm going to tell you, Valentine's Day was made for me. Valentine's Day is red and pink and white and sparkly and glittery. And I love it. It is hearts. It is lace. It is bows. It is everything that I love about girly feminine things. And I don't care if it's a holiday created for people to buy their significant others gifts. I would like the gift, please. I would like the card. I would like to be reminded that you love me ever so much. I would like for you to write something really precious in it about our year together and how fun it's been. I would like to do the same for you. I'd like to spend time together. I'd like to be able to look you in the eye and think, I picked you and you picked me. How fun. Now, I don't have that this year. So I probably will just have conversation hearts or some chocolate candies and maybe eat some cheese dip with my daughter. That's perfectly fine. Maybe I'll watch a really silly, goofy movie. Or maybe I'll watch some kind of comedy. Or maybe I'll watch a tragic romance that makes me cry. Either way, I am very loved. I have really incredible friendships with incredible people that I'm so grateful for. And I thought, 
you know what's funny? I do think that right now is a time in my life where I have the most love. I am currently in a transition, as you know, we've got this whole podcast thing that we're doing. And I have friends that check in with me that celebrate, you know, 600 listens in a month. Now you're like, that's not that many, Heather. Listen here, you put 600 people in a room and I say hi to them and they have heard my voice and they live in Poland or they live in Argentina or Peru or Germany or, I mean, it's bananas. And I have these friends that celebrate with me. I would say the most loving thing that happened to me this year was on my birthday. My friends got together and decided to do a surprise Zoom call for me. So there was all of them, six of us on the call, and I didn't know what was happening. And it was one of the sweetest things I could ever imagine. Didn't cost anybody anything. It wasn't that much time, although they had to wait for me to get back from the grocery store because I didn't know that I was supposed to be (laughs) heading over there going home. I normally go home directly, but that particular day I decided to go to the grocery store because I wanted something specific because it was my birthday. But I didn't know that, (laughs) that I had a Zoom call planned. So they all waited patiently for me. And then they all sang me happy birthday over this beautiful Zoom call. And I thought, this is incredible, right? And for each one of my friendships that I've developed with these women over this last couple of years, we all have a very specific story with each other of how it just kind of clicked. We talked once on the phone, we met up once. There was just something about each one of us in these interactions that just worked. Now, I'm going to tell you that these women are very different. All of them have very different personalities. None of us are the same. We don't have the same political ideas. We do all agree that Harry Styles is the most magical human in the world currently. But that could change. Probably not anytime soon. But we came together in a space and we just, it just worked. Now, we've certainly spent a lot of time getting to know each other, figuring out our little quirks and our little things that people like and don't like. And as you do when you're building and working on relationships, But I started thinking about what that was like when I compare it to relationships that I've built with partners. Like, I don't know that I've done it the same way. I don't know that I've latched on to somebody simply because we clicked where there was no cat and mouse, especially in my last relationship. Oh, the cat and mouse that we did for two years. I should have never participated in. But I was so enthralled by the whole thing because I wasn't really ready for a relationship. Now, I am the kind of person who chooses a nice person. I like nice, kind people. I'm not looking for a bad boy. I'm looking for someone who's kind, loving, generous, careful, helpful, It makes me laugh above all. Please make me laugh. 
And what I have found in these friends of mine are the most incredible relationships I feel like I've had in a while. And I feel so supported. And when I think about how could I ever love again, I think, oh, but you've done it five times over. (laughs) Vulnerable with each and every single one of them. Setting your heart out there. Testing boundaries. Pushing limits. And still open arms. Lending a hand. Lending an ear. And then it became clear to me that I am perfectly capable of allowing a person in. I'm also perfectly capable of setting limits and boundaries that if I see signs of trouble, that I can easily walk away from that. I have kind of a hard and fast rule. If it doesn't seem right in the beginning, it ain't getting any better. So know when to step away. In the past, I used to give people too many opportunities to get it right again. Like, I don't think that's what you meant to say. Believe them the first time. I think that's what they meant to say. It should be obvious that they think of you. It should be obvious that they care about you. It should be obvious. Not just because their behavior shows it, but also because they say it. And those things line up with one another. I think another thing that I was afraid of when I thought about falling in love again was that I wouldn't have good sense about it. Like, have you chosen poorly two other times? I don't know. I don't regret either of the relationships. I really don't. I think they taught me things. And I got married when I was 20 years old. I had an idea of what love was going to look like. I didn't know. I was young and foolish and thought I knew things that I didn't know. And by the time I got divorced, I was coming into my 30s. And I felt like a different version of me. And now that I'm in my 40s, it's like, God, it just keeps changing. Now, I'm not saying I think I want to be married again. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know how that would work. I don't know how I feel about that. But I I know I want clarity. I don't want to be confused about where I stand. I don't want to question whether or not I am loved. But I just don't know if I want to do your laundry. (laughs) I don't know if you want to clean up my dishes, you know, because I've got dishes and you've got laundry and I'm raising children. And I don't know. But the idea that I could get to know another human in that kind of personal, intimate way, I'm not going to lie. It's starting to appeal to me again. I don't know what that means. I don't know what kind of switch got flipped on somewhere. Was I walking in a hallway and I bumped into something and I accidentally turned it on? I don't know. But I feel it. So because I feel like we should do things with intention, I'm putting it out into the universe. I am setting it free as if I've written it on a paper lantern that I've lit a fire 
and release in the middle of the night. (laughs) I feel whimsical and dreamy today. Whatever my path is, whether it's another partner in my life or not, the door is open. I believe that kind, generous love exists. I believe that I now attract givers. I believe that goodness will find me. I believe that I know how to see through the masks that I used to get fooled by. And I also believe that if it didn't work out again for whatever reason, that I'd survive it. Because I've survived every other time. So, there you go, universe. Do your work. I will be Ubering, going to work, traveling the world, (laughs) seeing things, doing things. I'll be about. If you'd like to send someone my way, well, I've left the door open. All right, guys, I can't believe I opened that door. I did, didn't I? It's like a portal. Now what's going to happen? Are people going to start flooding me? I'm going to run to people all the time. I have to keep you updated, obviously. Nothing may happen. It's completely fine if it doesn't. But again, I think it's important that if you have intentions, put them out there. I also want to say that I had a glorious time seeing Harry Styles for his birthday shows on the 31st and the 1st, because it's already passed. It's not already passed. It's fine. The best time ever. He was beautiful. He was sparkly. I saw the butterfly. Fingers crossed. Y'all, this may have been an episode completely and totally for me, uh, but it is my podcast, so I'm not going to apologize for that. But I do hope that it makes you think about what you're saying to yourself. Again, if you're talking to yourself about love and you're saying it's the biggest bunch of bullshit ever and nobody's nice and everybody's a piece of shit, it's probably what you're going to run into. But if on the other hand, I'm attracting all the kind, loving, giving people and maybe one of them might like to be my, uh, my boo. Oh my God. I can't even say that. I can't even say that seriously. (sighs) Whatever. I'm opening the door. I'm going to see what happens and it's going to be fine. And I'm not going to freak out about it (laughs) because just because I open the door doesn't mean I have to do anything right away. Right? Well, that's it for today. Thank you for joining me and I will see you next time on another episode of Midlife Revolution. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed, don't forget to like, follow, or comment as your platform allows. And if you want to find out even more about our host, Heather Anna, go to properfangirl.com. That is P-R-O-P-E-R-F-A-N-G-I-R-L dot C-O-M. There, you will find upcoming events, merch, highlighted episodes, and more. Thanks so much, and see you next week.